listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. I'm going to ask you again, how many of you all had a wonderful week? That's what I'm talking about. Obviously, we've been talking all this month about praise and worship. And truly, it's one of the most important aspects and one of the most important things in a Christian. It's vital. It's not something that we should just rush through. It's not something that we should just do on Sundays. But praise and worship is what God's called us to do to bring Him glory. And so this whole month has just been dedicated. As you can see, we've been having the lovely instruments and stuff that's been uh, ahead of us. But sometimes I was a little nervous that it was going to fall. <laughs> so I just first want to start tonight by just saying how awesome each and every one of you are. There's no better place than you can be but to be in God's house on a Wednesday night. You know, I, I know our pastor appreciates it the same way because... Truthfully, our smaller services are on Wednesdays, but for you to be here on a Wednesday night, it shows that you have chosen to make God a priority. And this core of people right here, I want to tell you, God wants to use you and do something amazing in your life. And I just thank you, each and every person. We all have a call. We all have a purpose, but you guys make it all worth it. I mean, sometimes I'm playing drums up there, and we're in praise and worship, and I I see you all into it and praising and smiling and people lifting their hands and and tapping their feet, and just jumping and dancing, it makes me excited to see a response. Because that's why we're up there. We're not up there to entertain. We're not up there just to to play music. We're up there to praise and worship God and to create an environment. So anytime that God's people respond to that, it's truly an awesome thing. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart that without you, there would be no reason for us to be up here. It really wouldn't be. So I'm just extremely grateful um, Mr. Fred is going to show us a wonderful video that we found on YouTube entitled Wrong Worship. So let's just be grateful that we don't worship this way. Introducing the latest CD from Holy Parodies and the Don't Worship This Way band. It's Wrong Worship.
songs. Sing them in your church, your car, anywhere you want to act like you're worshiping when you really aren't. awesome was that <laughs> you know I really laughed at this video and at first I just thought man that's just the most ridiculous and absurd thing that I've ever seen but the group that did it isn't mocking they're kind of really trying to show some shed some light and some truth on what praise and worship has become not only in our lives but many in many many churches across this country in this world and one of the songs in there and it's kind of the title of my message and we're going to be splitting up in groups in about 10 minutes, and we're just going to have a group discussion. But I want to talk to you about I Can Sing of Your Love on Sundays. We all saw that song, right? I could sing on your love on Sundays, but then the feeling's gone by Monday. Uh, Sunday morning, our pastor shared Psalms 22, verse 3, but you are holy and thronged in the praises of Israel. You know, he shared that story about God not just wanting to visit, but he wants to stay for a while. He shared a story about you know, sometimes God doesn't even take his coat off. He just visits. If you were all here Sunday, you remember that story. But he also mentioned about how enthroned can mean a joining and a marriage. And I began to think about that. That's what really touched me the most this past weekend and through our pastor's message is that you have to know that God is longing so much for that connection. So he, that's his desire. You know, he, our pastor shared Sunday about how God would come down and walk with Adam and Eve. He is desperate for that relationship. 
But so many times it's only on Sundays. Now the Bible in this scripture doesn't say that God is only enthroned in the praises of Israel on Sundays. It doesn't say that. You know, when I think of praises, I think of an ongoing, a recurring act. That it was ever present. That it was something that, that they were doing. It was the praises of Israel. It was a present thing. And I just begin to think about that and just think about our entire month about praise and worship. And I get, it's exciting to have awesome praise and worship services on Sundays and Wednesdays. It's awesome to, to be in that. But you know, our true heart, Megan and myself and our pastor and the leaders here, is that we would have a heart for worship that goes well beyond, beyond Sundays, beyond Wednesdays, that it goes far beyond that. And you know, as our, as our pastor shared Sunday, one of the, a great quote was that we praise to give, not to get. And that's something that stuck within me, stuck to me this whole week when I began to think about that. And I'll be the first to admit that some incredible things can happen when we praise and worship. I've seen breakthrough in my life. I believe, like as our pastor said, that we're praising God and worship is entering into that presence. And how many knows when God shows up, things change. But I also know from the bottom of my heart, even if things don't change in the fashion that I want them to, that God still deserves it. So that's what that means. We praise to give, not to give. Anything that we receive from God through prayer and through tithes and praise and worship is just proof of his unmerited favor and his grace. He doesn't have to do that. All really praise and worship is is about him and us giving. You know, I, I think it's amazing when God moves just like a couple of Sundays ago and there was such an outpouring of the Spirit. But, you know, so many times we can have the wrong focus and we, we go after what we're going to get. Oh, God, I really praise you, so move now. You know, it's like we're trying to manipulate God. We're figuring like, well, if I praise and lift my hand, God has to show up. That's not how it works. We heard Sunday that God shows up where he's welcomed. And that goes far beyond us just lifting our hands. That goes far beyond us jumping our feet. It, it's something inside of our hearts. It's something inside of this church. You know, we can come in here on Sunday or Wednesday nights and we can lift our hands and voices. But what happens when all the music is over? And there's a song that we sing and one of the lyrics is, When the music fades and all is stripped away, then what? Now, that's my heart. I'm asking you, then what? Is that when our praise stops? You know, is our praise completely dependent on our band and being in church? Does it just fade? Does our praise and worship fade when the music stops? And there's another lyric in that song that says, the song says, I'll bring you more than a song because a song in itself is not what you have required. I want to tell you tonight that God isn't looking for a song. God's looking for your life and your heart, 100% of your heart. And that's something that God has really shown me over the last few, few years. My whole life, I have grown up loving music. It's been a passion of mine since I was a kid. I was in band when I was a kid. I was quit in junior high. I've always loved to play guitar and to play drums. And since I was a little kid and and even before I got saved, like literally weeks before I got saved, I was in the process of trying to start a band. I mean, a friend, of, a friend of mine, David, were trying to start a band. And it was because we wanted attention. 
You know, we felt like we had something to say. And, and honestly, we were looking to go play in bars and clubs and all this. We, we wanted to do what most teenagers do, to start a band. But I look back at it, at it now, and I was so bound by music. So it was such a stronghold in my life. And honestly, it's something that I, that's, I've carried in in my Christian walk and it's something that, that I've had to battle because sometimes I get excited about a praise and worship song on the radio or on a CD because of the way it sounds, not because of what the spirit's in it. You know, we have to be careful. I want to tell you, every song that you hear, even though it's a, it may be a Christian song, may not be spirit-led. You know, I think it was Warren Beamer that said we have to be careful that we don't worship worship or that we don't worship music. And what I mean by that is sometimes we're not going to like the songs that are played up here. We may not like Now I Sing or The Deep Cries Out. There may be too many actions and we may get tired or we may not, we may not like a, a, a certain song. But God still deserves that praise. When you think about it, if we're honest in here, how many of us have not, gotten, have not got full into praise and worship because we didn't like the music? Would anybody be honest to say that? It happens. You know, but we're not driven by music. We're driven by Jesus and our passion for Jesus. And so I began to think about just surrendering all, like what is a great act of worship and just something from the heart that's not about agendas or or trying to prove a point. And I just want to read this two scriptures, and it's based on the same story, and it starts in Mark chapter 14, verse 3 and 4. And being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, we're talking about Jesus, a woman came having an alabaster flask of very costly oil, a spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, Why was this fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. And then in John 12, verse 3, it goes on to explain that this is Mary. And it's talking about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And it says, Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house filled with the fragrance of the oil. She didn't have to do that. You know, if we, there's so much that we can talk about these two verses. And Jesus even goes on to explain that what she was truly doing was anointing him for, for burial. But when I look at this, I think 100% from the heart. No show. She wasn't trying to get attention. And we read that people didn't understand that, that they thought she was wasting something so extremely valuable for no reason. You know, in their minds, all they could see is that she's wasting something. And for no reason. But you know, she had a reason. It was Jesus. That, it was Jesus. If ever there was a moment to do something so desperate, something so pure from the heart, this was that time. And when it talks about the indignant people, we were talking about his disciples. We're talking about people who had walked with Jesus who couldn't understand that. And, you know, I think many of us sometimes don't understand what it truly is to give God our hearts 100%. You know, and I begin to re- relate the scripture to my life and begin to ask myself, what am I truly giving to Jesus? Is it my all like this woman or is it just what I feel like giving? Like we talked about with the song, well, I just feel like giving this much because 
I'm not in a good mood or I don't like this song. And we've heard this song in the video, I Surrender Some. Come on, we're not supposed to just give God some. We're supposed to give God all. You know, I'm not a a biblical scholar. I'm, I'm sure there's more to this verse than I am even aware of, but I think there's something so incredible, the fact that it says she broke the flask. You know, it didn't say she opened it up and just poured it, but it's just like such a desperate act that she broke it, that there was nothing left. You know, there was, there's no way that after she, the oil fell and it went on his hair and his feet that she could put it back up and put it in the jar. It was gone. And I began to think about what is the most valuable thing in my life? Is it my clothes? Is it my job, my possessions, my wife? You know, many of us think it's our money. But you know how many times we can go to the ATM and we can withdraw $20 and go out to eat or buy some clothes, and when it's gone, you know, there's still another chance sometimes to go back to that ATM and to get more money. You know, money isn't the most valuable thing. And I just want to do something real quick. I just want us to bow our heads and just close our eyes, and we're just going to count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You can lift your eyes up. That's 10 seconds that you can never get back in your life. Do you hear what I'm, what I'm getting at? Our most valuable thing I know in my life is my time. And what I do with it. Once I, if I spend 10 minutes watching TV, that's 10 minutes I can't get back. That's the only thing in life that I'm aware of that once it's gone, you can't replace time. You know, we see different crazy movies where they rewind and they go back in the past and the future. How many knows that's not real life? Time is so precious. And I begin to think, in my life, the most valuable thing that I can give Jesus is my time. I believe it's the same for all of us. And that's what I'm talking about, that it's not just on Sundays, but we have to truly, truly find that time to spend in prayer, to spend in praise and worship, to spend in our word, because that's the most valuable thing we have. And God knows that. God knows, like, if, if his child just gives him 30 minutes of, of thanksgiving and prayer, that that's 30 minutes that we could have done something else, but we chose to really focus in on Jesus. You know, it's great to come in here and to enter a time of praise and worship. But, you know, true worship is the worship that really takes place outside of the church. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) I love this church. I love every moment of praise and worship here. But it's two days a week. I mean, I don't know how many. There's 365 days in the year, and I think there's 52 Sundays. And 52 Wednesdays. If that's the only time you enter into a time of praise and worship, it's not a lot. You know, and I did some math, and I don't have all the figures, but I took and I just did all Sundays and Wednesdays, and then I added up if I spent an hour every day praising God, how many hours that would, it would be. And it was like, I think a total of 8,700 hours in a year is the total hours. But if we follow this formula that we only spend like 4% of our time in, pray, in praise and worship. 
That hit me when I was doing that yesterday. I'm like, what am I doing with the other 96%? You know, obviously we have lives, we have jobs, we have kids, we have families. We serve in church, we come to church. But there is so, so much more that we can give. And our only excuse sometimes is that we don't have time. And our pastor's been talking about this for several weeks. We talk about we don't have time or money, but it's amazing when it's something that we truly want to do, we make time for it. And it may sound simple, you know. Megan may ask, are you going to cut the grass this weekend? But, like, I really don't have time. It's a busy weekend. But at 2.30, I'm watching a football game for four hours. (laughs) It's amazing what God can do with that time when you truly focus on him. I think that was just shared a couple weeks ago. You may not seem like that we have enough time, but when you truly just focus in on God on your day, God's going to do things. You're going to find that you do have time. And so my whole original title of this, of this message, and we, I said was, I can sing of your love on Sundays, but we saw this video of wrong worship. But wrong worship isn't just singing these crazy songs. It's not getting up there and trying to get all the attention for yourself. Wrong worship is when we just worship on Sundays and Wednesdays. That's wrong worship. Because if we are, have a true, true, true heart of worship, it's something that we do every day. And it's not complicated. I'm not saying that we have to spend three hours of our day with the CD on just in a trance. We don't have to do that. But you know how many of us drive 30, 45 minutes to work? You know, spend that time. Put on a CD. Just turn the CD off. You know, I'll be the first to tell you when I have like a 40, 45-minute drive to work, and so many times the first thing I do when I get in my car is turn it on sports radio and hear them talk about LSU and all these things, and I have to catch myself. I'm like, this is not what I live for. And so I'll switch to my phone or my iPod or a CD and, and listen to a song. Because as we said, time is so valuable. I mean, you just imagine if we came into church on Sundays already praising and worshiping God throughout the week, how much more church would be? Let that sink in. Like we get excited during praise and worship, but wonder if you've been doing it all week. You know, it's something truly special can take place. It's just like sports. You know, the, the teams, they don't do... They don't just sit on their butts and, and do nothing the whole week. The whole week is preparation and practice, and they're getting ready for the big game. But so many times, we're not ready. We come into praise and worship, and we're not ready. We come late. I know I shared that a couple Wednesdays ago, or we come distracted, or we come tired. But what would happen if we came ready? That's my challenge to you, is that we have to be ready. You know, that sign on the wall, I quote it so many times, anything can happen, Jesus is here. It's so true. But he's here because we are creating an environment. He's enthroned in our praises. If you're just coming to church to get your praise and worship fixed on and then go about your week, that's wrong worship. It takes place in our life every single day. You know, and this, this thing is talking about our church. But how many of you know, if God's enthroned, if God's presence is around you no matter where you're at, you can take this saying anywhere in your life. I'm at work. Anything can happen. Jesus is here. 
I'm at my school. Anything can happen. Jesus is here. I'm in a restaurant with my wife. Anything can happen. Jesus is here. But so many times it stops on Sundays. And that's truly the vision that we really have is to really, really change our hearts about what praise and worship is. And it's been a great, great month. I mean, we've learned some, we learned about not having our praise stolen. We, we've learned about praising to give and, and not to get. But if this whole month we don't all decide like, hey, I'm going to step it up, I'm going to change, then it was for nothing. Like, I want to tell you that our desire is not to have this band known or for people to be like, oh, man, that's the Heartsease worship team. Man, they put out awesome music. You know what I want to be known for? That God's enthroned in the praises of Heartsease Family Life Church. That's what I want people to know. I don't want them to see me. Megan, it's the same desire. Even our pastor, that's his desire. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. And what I said at the very beginning when, before I started speaking is how grateful and thankful I am to you. But you know, you play an important part. You have a song inside of you. You've been rescued. You've been victory. The great thing about Sundays and Wednesdays is that it's corporate worship. It's as a church, we get to just magnify and exalt God. You know how amazing that is? I mean, sometimes you may not, you may not feel like praising worship, but you see somebody and they're just on fire for God and it encourages you. That's why it's important that we stay passionate and we stay hungry because you never know who's watching you. Come on, heart's ease is going to be known because God is in this place. And so I'm just wrapping up as we're getting ready to, to split into groups. I know I can do so much better. I admit that. I'm honest with you today. I don't always give God my best. I get distracted easily. And I know it's the same for a lot of us. But how about we take this month to truly, truly change? And really, really just begin to live in such a way that Thanksgiving just comes naturally. You don't have to force Thanksgiving. You don't have to, okay, I'm going to spend 10 minutes of my day just thanking God. You just wake up in that spirit, in that joy, like God is so awesome. You know, as we heard Megan speak a week or two ago, last week, about Jesus rescued her. Jesus rescued me too. He rescued each and every one of us. And going back to this story and how they didn't see that there was a reason for her to, to waste this oil. Let me tell you, there's going to be a lot of people in your life that don't understand. What are you doing going to church all the time? Why are you always have praise and worship music on? Why are you doing all this? You may even come to church and people may look at you in church and be like, man, who is he to be jumping and praising? But God rescued you. It goes back to this story. It was Jesus. It's Jesus. 
That's where our praise and our worship is going. When we offer up Thanksgiving, it's going to our Lord. Come on, you have a reason to be excited. And it's been said many, many times that if God doesn't give us another thing, then, he, then we would be, it'd be more than enough. That is so true. We have a Savior. The girl singing the song, I don't need a Savior. I need a Savior. And a story that I remember a long time ago, I don't know if I shared it or, or someone told me, was that someone had was doing an analogy like if you were on the beach swimming and you almost drowned and somebody rescued you and saved your life, that there was nothing physically that you can do to repay that person. That person jumped in, risked their own life, saved your life. It's the same thing with Jesus. Jesus jumped in and saved our lives. We can't offer up God enough praise and enough worship to ever even get close to what he did for us. But we can live in such a way that it was worth it. You have to know that, that you are worth dying for. And we got to live our lives, no matter if it's in our jobs, in our schools, or the way we worship, that it's worth it. That I was drowning. I was dead. Lost. Sinking faster than time is going by, but a man named Jesus died on a cross for me. I think about Mary and how she broke that jar and nothing was left. All of Jesus was broken. All of him. He shed his blood for us. So you have a reason to worship. I know it's tough in life and we may be all battling things and we have issues with our loved ones and different situations. But let me tell you, Jesus is still worthy. You may not see the breakthrough in the way that you want to see it. It may not come fast enough. It may, you may not get what you want, but I'm going to tell you, Jesus already has given you what you need. I don't just want to worship God. I need to worship Him. I need that. I need that time with Jesus. And we all do. And I know time is gone and we definitely need to split up in groups, but I'm just telling you, we got to be challenged. Come on, there is more that we can give to Jesus. Come on, it's time that we break open that jar. It's time we give God more of our time. It's time that we give God all of our hearts. Because let me tell you, it ain't just about what we're going to get, but God will do something amazing in your life. If you're still looking for that breakthrough, keep praising. You can't stop. So, I love you all. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard. But we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heartsease Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.